Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom show. Coming up today, a school district employee physically assaulted a special needs student on a Texas school bus. We sat down with Turning Point contributor Stephen Davis. And lastly, how you can join the first Freedom Prayer Challenge. All of that and more is ahead on today's show. But first, before we get started, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com, and hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any of our content. Citizens Defending Freedom is appalled by the recent violent attack on a student by a transportation employee in a Texas school district. CDF is ensuring that mandatory employee misconduct is reported as required by law. Take a look at the viral video. Oh, yeah. You want video, cool? You want video? You want video? You want video? You want You just hit a kid, bro. <laughs> he losing his job. Right. Teacher hitting Big Mike, man. Mike, don't, look back. Don't, look back. don't hit him, Big Mike. He losing his job. A Conroe ISD transportation employee physically attacked a student on a school bus. The employee was terminated by the school district and a criminal investigation is underway. According to Citizens Defending Freedom General Counsel Jonathan Houlihan, CDF investigations have uncovered multiple Texas school districts that have failed to meet Texas Education Agency reporting requirements. The reporting requirements ensure that individuals that resign or are terminated for misconduct are included on a statewide do-not-hire registry, making them ineligible to gain employment at a future school district. Hulian also stated that although we are not aware if Conroe ISD has violated reporting requirements on this matter, standard protocol is to send a legal letter to Texas school districts to remind them of the legal responsibility on matters related to employee termination or resignation when misconduct is involved. He added, not all school districts, superintendents, board of trustees, or frankly legal departments have been aware or fully complied with reporting creating gaps in the system, putting students at risk. We spoke with Jennifer Eckhart, Montgomery County Citizens Defending Freedom Executive Director. Here's what she had to say. When it comes to the safety of our children, there really is no room for error. Our goal is to work with districts in a professional manner um, to help them follow TEA guidelines and requirements. And for at-school incidents such as this, that includes reporting to their misconduct portal. Um, as we have seen around the state, a delay or a uh, lack of follow-through could result in an individual such as this getting a job in another district or even another state. And regardless of what led up to this incident, this individual should not be working with children um, again. And so we just want to be helpful with the parents and the school districts to work on a goal together that we can all agree on and that is protecting our children. Thank you, Jennifer. Next, we wanted to highlight Turning Point contributor Stephen Davis. We talked about many topics from his journey from being very liberal to now being an outspoken conservative, to how college age and the younger generation is of the utmost importance when educating on politics. Take a look. Oh boy, I was a, a very racist leftist. Uh, I, I didn't really identify with the party, quote unquote, but you know, looking at my ideologies and the way I, I saw the world, it was definitely left-leaning. And uh, I got to the point where, you know, 2017, 2018, I was like, okay, I need to get into the realm of politics. And I can't stand these Trump supporters because they're making all this noise about this guy named Trump, who I've been told is going to kill and destroy this country. So I'm going to learn all I can about this guy named Trump and 
go after these Trump supporters and beat them all down with facts. It's going to be glorious, right? And be able to beat my chest afterward. Ended up red pilling myself <laughs> again, doing your research. Right. And that's what the truth. left doesn't want you to do. They don't right. want you to do your research. Right. They want you to take their word for it. Same with these calls. Well, that's cancels. part of yeah. them canceling the debate. You better, be- right? Come on now, because like you, how you can't let your people hear from their candidates. Boom. You're it's not supposed to because we, we know when it comes to the right side of history, we stand upon truth. When it comes to the left, it's it's all about conjecture. It's all about emotional platitudes, right? And that's what I fell under. But when it comes to the truth, you can't deny the truth. Because at the end of the day, even the Bible says that the truth will set you free, right? So it's incumbent on us to learn the truth. But when it comes to the left, they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to get ensconced in this emotional ideologies and, and wokeism and all that sort of thing. So it's, inc- it's incumbent on us, and it was incumbent on me to learn the truth and be intellectually honest with yourself when you encounter the truth. So it's not enough just to go and seek it, but once you encounter the truth, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to digest it? And I always say when it comes to a leftist being exposed to the truth, it's like a vampire being exposed to the sun. You burst in the flame, it hurts because you're being exposed to the truth for the first time. You know, but after a while, it's like, okay, I understand that this is indeed life. This is indeed the truth, and I want to be set free. So that was kind of like the catalyst for me, and I went down the rabbit hole of just doing my research, uh, checking the media on what they say as opposed to what the actual candidate said and what Trump said, and I realized that the media was lying to me and flipping the, the, the narrative and putting out their own narratives and flipping everything that Trump said, and there's nothing more disgusting to me than a liar. It was great to sit down with Stephen Davis. To see our full podcast, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com. Next is the first Freedom Challenge on September 1st. Coach Joe Kennedy is returning to the field to take a knee in prayer, and it's our prayer that coaches, players, parents, and fans all over the country will join him. Coach Joe Kennedy lost his job after he led students in prayer after a football game. After that, in June of 2022, the Supreme Court cited in Coach Joe's favor. We need people of faith from coast to coast to challenge their friends and families to come together to make this night a national night of prayer. Here's what you can do to help. Take the first Freedom Challenge. Commit to praying with Coach Kennedy on Friday, September 1st. Or you can record a short video message up to one minute or take a photo expressing why faith and the right to pray are important why you are taking part in the First Freedom Challenge and taking a knee to pray with Coach Kennedy, or ask players, coaches, parents, and fans to pray after games throughout the football season. Share your message on social media using the following hashtags. Here are some examples. Hello, everyone. High school football coach Joe Kennedy started taking a knee on the 50-yard line after each game, win or lose, back in 2008. You all know the story. He subsequently lost his job after more and more players would join him on the field while the crowds were still in the stands. Coach Kennedy knew he had to set the example for the players and to give God the glory, win or lose. He invested in these student athletes and knew these prayers would be how he could help the kids be better players, better citizens, and overall better people both on and off the field. For eight years, he waited and prayed. And oh, he's back to coaching again, thanks to the Supreme Court's ruling last year. But can you relate to waiting on God? Can you relate to having faith in the midst of the storm that God will provide? We all have doubts. 
whether we're in a storm or not. But this is an excellent example of how God works in his time for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I challenge each and every one of you to pray and to lift up your needs to God. He loves when we talk and fellowship with him. That's why we were created to have fellowship with God. Our expressions of faith and the right we have to pray no matter where we are, is essential to our relationship with God. Join me in daily prayer to thank God for the Supreme Court ruling and to encourage your local coaches and players to publicly pray after each game, win or lose. God is faithful to reward us for honoring Him in public. Luke 9.26 tells us, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes into his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Thank you all, and I sincerely hope you accept this challenge. Hi, this is Steve Maxwell with Citizens Defending Freedom. I'm excited to share with you today why I think it's so important that we all get involved September the 1st in this first freedom challenge that's been uh, announced to the nation. Because prayer and our faith is, is most important to us, especially as Americans, when we understand that it was really the faith of our fathers that initiated this fantastic country, that when you read the Declaration of Independence, you find that this faith is interwoven into that document, which means it's interwoven into our DNA. In recent years, our nation has tried to steer away from faith. We've had Supreme Court rulings that have limited uh public displays of faith. And now, September the 1st, we get to celebrate a new ruling from our Supreme Court. So help the nation recognize and join us as CDF in, as we take a stand and take the first freedom challenge. This is a simple yet powerful first step we can take to restore faith in our schools. God has opened an incredible door for all Americans to express their faith and bring faith back to our communities. Next, Right on the heels of the See You at the Library events, a Texas parent, Dr. Stewart, has been fighting inappropriate books in Williamson County. Here's a glimpse into what he had to say. For a number of years, I kind of followed closely the developments of library books um, to ensure we are regular users of the public library. We are lovers of the public library and of books. Uh, my kids go there on a weekly basis. So um, I have kept close tabs on the, the debate around the country regarding books, and for a number of years I was quite happy that when I spot-checked our library's holdings for some of the most controversial titles, they weren't there. Um, with the most recent uh, nationwide coverage of the developments in Front Royal, Virginia, that caused that sort of clicked in my mind that it was time to recheck. And when I did so, I was disturbed to find... Um, not only the leading offender, but then I used, um, so I, I then did more research uh, and used the uh, most challenged book lists from the American Library Association, PEN America, and the list developed by uh, the, the parents' organizations in Front Royal, Virginia, to, to see what other books there might be in the library uh, here in Taylor, Texas, and found uh, 18 pornographic books in the library. Of those 18, most disturbingly, 16 of them are shelved in the children's section of the library. 
Wow. So what was your move after you discovered that those were in the library? Well, there is a process uh, already in place here for challenging works, for requesting that works that are in the library be reconsidered. And so I began that process and began to rally other parents and concerned citizens to do so as well. And so in the intervening uh, weeks, we gathered people together, showed them what was in the book. I gathered excerpts and images so that people weren't simply taking my word for it, so that they could make their own judgment about whether they thought this material was appropriate. Of course, uniformly, almost everyone I talked to um, was shocked by what they saw and happy to sign a form. And so um, at the beginning of August, we turned in over 500 forms requesting reconsideration of materials in the library. Now, look, in New York City, 500 would not be a lot, but our town has fewer than 20,000 people. So when you have 500 forms submitted, that's, um, that's a big voice. I was just at the Taylor Library in Texas, um, but my next question for you is a question that's coming up a lot, is what's the difference between a public library and a school library in aiming to get these books out of both? Sure. So, of course, all the materials in a school library are aimed at um, children, people who are underage. Uh, and so there are, of course, materials which would be appropriate for adults to read. Even high literature, which has adult-level content, um, you know, there are books for, I work for a university and there are books that my colleagues own. I have a colleague who owns a copy of Hitler's Mein Kampf. I would not want an eight-year-old reading Hitler's Mein Kampf, but there are legitimate reasons for a scholar to, to hold that book, right? If they teach a class on propaganda, it's an extremely useful text, right? Because it was incredibly influential for a period of the 20th century. Um, so there are books that are perfectly legitimate for adults to read, to use, um, that we would not want kids exposed to. So it's understandable that the, that the restrictions would be greater in a school library. But of course, that doesn't mean there should be no restrictions in a public library, even granting that there will be books that adults, that it's appropriate for adults to use, that it's still not appropriate for kids to use. It's not appropriate for there to be um, sexually explicit, prurient sexually explicit material, pornographic material in the public library at all. If that's, if that's something an adult wants, the internet is there for them. They, we do not need to be spending taxpayer, limited taxpayer dollars on that. That's it. Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Ephesians 6, 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to protect children and American values. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great work we're doing. God bless.